What's going on, everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of the Left Side Lock Hockey Podcast. I'm Paul, and here with me is Trevor. Trevor, what's going on, dude? How are you, man? Hey, hey, what's going on, Paulie? I'm good. Just uh, another week, and uh, just good to be on the pod. I mean, uh, I'm ready for the snow to be gone. Again, we got some more snow, uh, what was it, yesterday. Like, I'm just ready for spring and summertime. I don't know about you, buddy, but I'm ready. Yeah, like I woke up this morning, I look in the backyard, and I'm like, what is this white stuff all over? Like, I am so over this. It was 17 degrees or something the other day. Right. And now it's snowing. Yeah, that's exactly it, man. It's like Mother Nature is just playing with our heartstrings at, at this point. Like, I mean, yeah, like you said, it was 17 uh, degrees the other day, and now it's minus, say, 5 and there's snow on the ground. And I mean, like, same thing next next week's probably going to be the same thing. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm getting tired of just even looking at the weather network, so I don't anymore. Oh, yeah. I just kind of look outside, see what's going on, open the front, open the door. If it's freezing, I put a winter coat on. If it's not, then I might have a hoodie on. So, yeah. But I did get out for a nice walk yesterday. Like, yesterday was a beautiful day for it. So it wasn't too cold. I had my uh, left side lock uh, toque on, and we were all good to go. Speaking of the left side lock toque, make sure you head over to the Instagram page and uh, enter our giveaway. Become a first fan to enjoy some uh, left side lock merchandise. Yeah, and then um, just recently, we're going to go through a couple uh, non-hockey-related uh, things that happened in the world of sports just recently. But uh, the biggest thing right now is Canada has, uh, they did their draw for uh, who they're going to be facing in the uh, group stage of the uh, 2022 um, World Cup. Yeah. And I mean, like, I don't know too much about uh, soccer, Trevor, but uh, you're obviously a lot more uh, into it than I am. But I mean, it's obviously exciting. I mean, it's kind of made me want to, it's made me follow soccer a little bit more recently and I mean, when I do watch soccer, it's at the World Cup or the Euro. And, like, from uh, from what I do know anyway, I mean, they didn't get the uh, best poll in their uh, group, but it could have been a lot worse too, eh? Yeah, you know what? Um, like you said, like, it's definitely drawn um, a lot of uh, non-soccer fans into kind of watching and supporting um, our nation. So, I mean, it's huge for Canadian soccer because I mean the last time that they qualified was in 1986 so that was 36 years ago so like you and I weren't even born when the last time that they qualified no so just the fact that they qualified for the second time in the Canadian like Canada history of soccer is just unbelievable so right now like we're just watching history right now and I mean yeah Canada they lost to the last uh, their last game in the CONCACAF uh, um, competition. And I mean, so they did go down in the ranking. So now they're ranked 38th. And like, look at Belgium, right? They're second in the world. So, I mean, then you got uh, Croatia at 16 and Morocco at 24. So, I mean, yeah, we technically we are like the lowest rank um, team. But I mean, you also got to look at like, we also had to play against Mexico and uh, USA, who USA is 15 and Mexico is ninth in the world. Yeah. So, I mean, 
we I'm pretty like we did pretty fair against those two teams. The fact that we were first place in the uh, qualifying of the Concacaf. So I mean, Canada definitely has um, a lot of uh, up to their game, and I mean, they played the last five games without their best player, Alfonso Davies. So I mean, when Canada has their full roster at the um, World Cup this year, don't be surprised if they steal some games specifically against uh, Morocco and Croatia. Speaking of uh, Alfonso Davies there, how cool has it been with uh, him like not being able to uh, play, but uh, he's been uh, sharing his uh, him watching the games at home via live stream, and I mean, we've gotten some pretty cool content out of it, and I mean, just goes to show that those players are sitting at home, that are sitting at home, unfortunately, but they're getting just as excited, if not even more excited than we are when we're watching the games at home too. It kind of gives a different aspect and a different look at things. Yeah, you definitely know that he wants to be there um, playing, right, and helping his team move on to the World Cup. And, I mean, yeah, like you said, he's been uh, pretty excited about um, these wins and how these games have resulted. And, I mean, like, um, it just shows how much um, heart that these players have and they want to be there. They want to be able to represent their country. And uh, they want to be the best team that they can be, right? So, I mean, like, you have some, um, uh, what is it, like, Kyle Laren, um Who is it? Uh, Junior Don't David? Ask me. Don't ask oh. me. <laughs> Dave, uh, David's another one. Like, I mean, um, the keeper, Bajorn, I believe his name, Jonathan Osorio. Like, um so they got some good pieces that um, are definitely going to be able to hopefully uh, make them out of the group stage and uh, see what this team can do, right? I mean, it's exciting for the whole country. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm uh, I'm very excited to uh, to watch, see how they how they do at uh, the big stage like that. And you know what? Even at the end of the day, like, yeah, they're in a tougher pool, but uh, what they're going to be gaining out of this tournament too is a lot of experience. And I mean that's not an old team by any means. So, I mean, just going to gain experience for hopefully what we're going to be able to watch in uh, future World Cups as well. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So, uh, it'll be exciting to see um, when they start in, uh, I believe it's November. Yeah, I believe that's, I believe that is uh, correct. Yeah, November 21st to December 17th. Nice. And I mean, normally it's it does take place in July, but because of the uh, weather and like the temp, the uh, heat in Qatar, they decided to switch it to uh, fall. Yeah, probably for the best. Makes the most yeah, sense, oh, I think. Oh, for sure. And then um, what's called the legend Coach K missing out on his last championship by one game. Yeah, I mean, uh, fan- what a fantastic career for that guy. I mean, oh, coach there for 42 years, bro. That's crazy, man. 13 Final Fours, the most in uh, history. And, I mean, just an unbelievable coach. And, yeah, like that basketball game last night between, uh, you and- between the North Carolina Tar Heels and the uh, Duke Blue Devils was awesome. A phenomenal basketball game, and it was the pretty much the definition of uh, of what March Madness is. I mean, nonstop back and forth. I mean, Duke probably heavily favored. They went in as the number two ranked seed, and I mean, you seen UNC battle back, and uh, 
and take home the take home the dub headed to the uh, finals on Monday night against the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, that'll be um that'll be a good matchup considering uh Kansas has a great program as well. So I mean, the fact that yeah, it would have been nice to see coach K go out with um a victory of the uh national championship, but I mean like you still it's still going to be a good game between Kansas and UNC. So I mean, um no matter who was in it, it was going to be a um, an unreal final. So I mean, it sucks that Coach K couldn't go out with victory, but I mean, it's still uh, going to be a good game to watch tomorrow. Oh yeah, for sure it will be. I'll be I'll be tuning in for sure. And I mean, I was pulling for Duke yesterday. Yeah, uh, I wanted I mean, them to win too. My bracket and my bracket. I mean, everyone's bracket was busted, but the end of my bracket had Duke and Kansas in the finals. Hey, that's pretty good, man. And like, I was like, come on, just give it to me. And then it wouldn't give it to me. But ah. and then I had Duke winning it all. So now my bracket's just completely busted. But that's all right. It was it's, it's been a fun ride, and I'm uh, I'm excited to, uh, to check out the finals. I mean, I know the women's March Madness finals is on today, I believe. So yeah, I believe so. That uh, starts at eight o'clock tonight okay. between uh, Connecticut Huskies and the South Carolina Gamecocks. Oh yeah, UConn is just a dominating force in oh, women's yeah. basketball. Yeah. Um, Creighton almost, uh, what's it called? They were the t- like a 10 seed that I I saw a lot of hype about them. All of a sudden, they made it to the Elite Eight. Mm. And I don't even think they were supposed to like make it out of the um, Sweet 16, I don't think. Yeah, no, that was like the uh, St. Peter's Peacocks, buddy. Yeah, man. I mean, they what a run this year! What a run for those guys! I mean, just fantastic. So fun to watch. I mean, there's always one team that kind of squeaks through like that, and then just goes on a little yeah. run, and well, it's awesome I to think, watch. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the last time that I've um, a number fifteen beat a number two was uh, the coach of St. Peter's was the point guard of the last team to, to do it. Yeah, I'm not I too think, sure, but yeah. I think he uh, he was at a school out of Pennsylvania, I believe. Okay. But I, yeah, I can't remember all the details, but I think I'm pretty sure like the last time it happened was he was the starting point guard. So that's kind of cool that he was able to do it as a player and then now as a coach. Yeah, no, for sure. So we got a big week coming up. Uh, dude, everything's up going on right now. I right? was just, dude, I was literally just thinking that as I'm looking through our notes. I'm like, this is just crazy. It's like, we haven't even started <laughs> talking about hockey yet. I know, right? <laughs> but I mean, we got probably uh, my favorite week in golf oh, coming buddy. up this week. Right now, you know it. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful Augusta National. We got uh, Masters Week, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, what's called Masters are here again, and I mean Tiger is going to be playing, or maybe he's a game time to, decision. He's, he hope, says. he's hoping to play, so I mean he's there right like, now. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, um, yeah, the fact that he's trying to play and he's gonna, I guess he's gonna he's gonna go decide up until Thursday, and then I mean like, so the fact that he's there right now getting ready. So it's just huge for golf, right? Let's so, I mean, go, baby. I want to see Tiger win another Masters, oh, dude. I will go insane. Insane. Win the green jack and then walk out. Just, But walk Tiger Woods sunset. wouldn't. That's the thing with Tiger Woods. No, I know. He, he, wouldn't. Wouldn't. He, would play, he would play the whole season, 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah, 100%. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to get too much into it. We'll leave that for you guys to go listen on Wednesday. Scramble when squad. The, when the Scramble Squad drop their episode, because I know they're going to have a fantastic breakdown. Oh, yeah. Of the, uh, 
of the Masters. And speaking of uh, partner podcasts, baseball kicks off this week, brother. We got opening day on Thursday. Yeah. And then uh, we actually just did our uh, sp- uh, Shape by Sports uh, Fantasy Baseball League's uh, draft today. So I'm not sure how your team's looking. I had to auto-draft a little bit. I did I too. Had, um, I was at a uh, bachelor party meeting um, lunch. So I had to get do some planning about that. So Yeah, I mean, it's a 15-team league. So like that oh, draft, was dude, was just right. dragging. And I'm sitting there, I'm trying to do it, but then I have my son at the same time, and uh, he's being needy, and I'm like, all right, well, I've I've picked now, like, the first three or four or, four or five rounds, and I mean, I had another baseball draft last night, so, uh, I mean, every year, I'm like, I'm not going to enter all these fantasy leagues, like, I just got to stop doing this to myself, and here I am, baseball starting, I'm in two baseball leagues already. Yeah, I got, like, my team looks okay, I'll be honest, like, I got a couple guys that's, like, kind of, like, whatever, but I mean, like I got, I have Altuve, Glabar, um, Ren, Rendon, um, Bryant, Guriel, Renfro, Rojas, McCutcheon, Fletcher. Yeah, Contreras, like I, I checked. Yeah, your team's not bad. I it's checked a, on. Okay. Uh, I checked on my team. Like as I was like, okay, like, I know I'm auto drafting. So I go and I look at it, dude. And I don't know what my auto draft was doing, but it was only drafting pitchers. Oh, you know what? Because. What they what it does is it's um it drafts the the next highest person it doesn't matter what you have to what you would have had to do you would have had to go into specific positions and put your the guys that you would want and in queue my it queue up. yeah I know yeah, I just didn't think that so what I was doing is like I knew I was auto drafting but like um like every like couple minutes I was going in I was checking and making sure I had players in my queue so then that way I'm like. And I was setting up like a bunch, like I did. So it was to the point where like I don't care what players I got, as long as I got like off like outfielders and like say like pitchers if I needed them still. So like I just made sure that I had the specific um, like positions lined up in the queue. Yeah. So I mean, I think my pitching is going to be pretty good. That's solid. Yeah. But uh, I mean, like when I look at like my infield and my outfield, it's not terrible either. But. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's going to be interesting. It's a huge – I've never played in a fantasy league with this many teams in it. Yeah, so. I've never done it with that many. I've done, I think the baseball, when I did it, was like 10 or 12. So, But, like, 15 is kind of – And, crazy. like, I feel like I would be able to be a lot more competitive in, like, a 16 or, like, 15, 16 team hockey league compared to a baseball league. So I don't know as much about baseball as I do hockey. But Yeah. Oh, man, hockey's coming down right to the wire for our league. <sighs> I don't even want to talk about it, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm making the playoff push, but I might, I might be a little t- um, too late. I am so stressed out. I haven't stopped looking at the matchup for the last like 36 hours. It's just like my screen time on my phone has just gone through the roof <laughs> because I can't stop looking at the matchup, dude. Oh, let's do it. Like, oh my god, man! Like, just for some quick context for everybody, I mean, it's the last week. Our playoffs start this week, coming up, and. There's only two teams that have clinched the playoffs so far. Yeah, it's wild. With only one team that are that's can't make the playoffs right now. So yeah. there is it's a 12 team league. So there's nine teams battling it out right now for six playoff spots. Yeah. It's insane. And being insane. one of those teams that well both of, both of us are like 
I'm we're a little more comfortable than you, but yeah, you're more comfortable because I was I was like ten. What was I? I was like ten points out of the eighth eighth seed right now going into this week. So hopefully you can either come back and destroy him, or I don't know what's going to happen for me. I need someone to get. Hopefully, yeah, Talbot has a big night and it'll help you. Yeah. Oh, I could. I would love Talbot to have a big night for you. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, yeah. So be sure to go check it. out. Uh, hold on, just be sure to go check out the oh, Diamond yeah. Gems pod that's coming out tomorrow. I'm sure they're gonna have a full breakdown of what's uh, what's to come for uh, this year's MLB regular season. Yeah, now into the uh, meat and potatoes of the hockey world. Uh, Ottawa Senators owner Eugene Melnick passed away after losing a battle with an undiagnosed uh, illness. Yeah, sad, sad week in, uh, in the hockey world. I mean, uh, I feel if it wasn't for him, there might not be hockey in Ottawa. I mean, they had some uh, really uh, tough times out there. but Yeah, um, you know what, he's, man? Uh, he's done a lot for that franchise. Like, I don't know if what the process is for having a new owner, if, like, someone steps up, like, say, takes his shares or if, he's, or if they sell it off or whatever. But I think the first thing that they got to do is look into getting – a state an arena downtown Ottawa to get some fans. Yeah, not out in the middle of nowhere, nowhere close no. to the downtown core. Well, the fact that it it takes like thirty minutes from downtown Ottawa to Canada exactly. to watch a game is ridiculous. Like, I mean, absurd. Like, look at look at Toronto, right? Like, Scotiabank Arena is in the heart of downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, um, so it's in a perfect location, right? So, I mean. Like, uh, you have all the, tr- like, the trains and then, like, just the main access off all the highways. So, I mean, like, it's a perfect location. And then you look at Ottawa where it's, like, like we said, it's, like, 30 minutes outside downtown Ottawa. So, I mean, like, of course they have no fans, right? Because it's, uh, it's not easy accessible. So, I mean, like, people aren't going to want to waste their time going out there. No. Yeah, exactly. But no, I don't know. Our condolences go out yeah. to the uh, to the Melnick family and the uh, Ottawa Senators uh, organization as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. And then we got the uh, NHL three stars for the month of March. I mean, we had three guys in particular that uh, they really decided to uh, show up in the month of March. First star, we got uh, defenseman for the uh, Nashville Predators, Roman Yossi. Four goals, 24 assists, and 14 games, dude. Didn't get originally selected to the All-Star. Not a big deal. <laughs> Making a real, real push for the Norris right now. Man, the fact that he didn't get selected originally is just set, like, it's just that dumb rule where, like, every player has to get selected from a team. And, I mean, yeah, like you said, he's making a very strong push for the Norris. Battle between him so, and Makar. Yeah. But, yeah, I, mean, I mean, yeah, both te- both guys are superstars in the league and i mean they're both uh a main reason why their teams are successful this year yeah without a doubt and then uh second star we got uh, good old johnny hockey johnny goudreau uh, 11 goals and 15 assists in uh, 16 games i mean you can't Ooh. really complain about uh, 26 points in 16 games heck no especially how Calgary's first place in that uh, Pacific Division. Mm-hmm. Like right now, they're on, they're only three points up of LA. Man, I feel like LA was in our like almost not even uh, in the playoff spot. Like that division's nuts. 
That division's unreal, man. It's like a carousel right now. A, a lot of them are. A lot of them are. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> and then uh, the third star for the uh, month of March, we got Sergey Bobrovsky. Bob. I mean, he didn't lose a game all month. 7-0-0 with a two-point. La- last night wasn't pretty, that's for sure. No, it wasn't. <laughs> La- that was a gong show. 7-6. to six, Like, what? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyways, he was 7-0-0 in the month of March. Uh, 2-1-3 goals against average, a .924 save percentage with two shutouts. So, I mean, helping that uh, Florida team who only just got better at the trade deadline. Well, yeah, Bob, Bob's one of those goalies where, like, when he's on, he is on fire. And then, then every now and then he has a stinker like he did yesterday. And, I mean, but he's definitely going to bounce back his next start. So, I mean... It's not like they're too concerned about that. And, I mean, Spencer Knight is uh, with them right now as well. So, I mean, like, the fact that he's a rookie goalie and he's able to step in and you're not worried about his play just speaks volumes of how well he's going to be in the future. And, I mean, the fact that, like, um, Florida is going to make a deep playoff run with Bob and then if, uh, say, Bob does have a um, a shaky game here and there, uh, Knight can just step in without missing a beat. Yeah, and I mean he's Knight's just as you said. Knight's uh, Knight's been able to step up this year, and he's played well in those uh, in those in those roles. So, oh yeah, I mean yeah. There's the three stars. I mean the NHL Rookie of the Month might be uh, just one of my favorite players in the league right now. <laughs> Our boy Goal Caulfield, baby. Seven goals, eight assists, 15 points in 15 games. Let's go. Martin St. Louis has lit a fire under this kid's ass. I was just about to say, we have to give all credit to Marty St. Louis. He came in. Now, we did question the fact that he had never coached before in any high-level leagues or anything. So, I mean, the fact that he came in and he's helped uh, Cole Caulfield just come in and just... Like you said, seven goals, eight assists, and fifteen games. So he's right now he's at a point per game, and I mean, yeah, Marty St. Louis is a huge reason for this. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it just makes you that makes you think. Like, Montreal made that move earlier on and brought Martin St. Louis in, and Martin St. Louis was willing to take that shot with Caulfield and go give him those first line minutes, and I mean, it's clearly paying yeah. off. So. It comes down to, like, if Montreal would have just brought Martin St. Louis in maybe a little bit earlier, I think Cole Caulfield would be right up there in that uh, conversation with the Calder. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, Zegras and, like, um, Cider are kind of, like, running away with it. Is Lucas Raymond still up in that those talks? Uh, he's not, like, he's, I think he's third. In okay. those in those discussions right yeah, now, but just like you said, those those two are kind of just Seagers, yeah, yeah, those two are just kind of running away. I think. Yeah. So yeah, the fact that, like you said, if um, if they would have given Caulfield kind of like the uh, first line opportunities a lot sooner, yeah, he definitely the conversation could have been a lot different, right? Yeah. No. Exactly. So, and then the biggest news out of hockey right now, I think is the healthy scratch of Iron Man Street holder, Keith Yandel, the sonk daddy himself. The streak ends at 989 games. Like, it's killing me just to say that, that he was 11 shy of 1,000 games. 
Yeah, sorry. Like, I was going to chime in, like, multiple times, but, like, just, like, even hearing hearing you say this is just, like, my mind's just boggled. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, Philadelphia Flyers organization, whoever made a, this call, a joke. wake up. Like, are you kidding me? This guy's 11 games from 1,000. He's got the current Iron Man record. You guys are nowhere near being in the playoffs. Not no, even they're, anywhere. They're offici- no, they're officially eliminated. They are officially yeah, eliminated. Yeah, nowhere close, man. Nowhere close. And you're going to go and healthy scratch this guy. He's not even hurt. He's got the NHL record for consecutive games, and you're going to healthy scratch him. I'd understand if you're in the middle of a playoff race right now yeah, and you need to absolutely. make the playoffs, and he's not and- performing. But who well, cares? Go, sorry, yeah. Go, um, so what I was going to say is, um, so Yandel, he's a minus 39 on the season, right? So, yeah, his play's probably not as good as it could be or used to be. But if you're going to healthy scratch him because of his play, you should have done this three months ago. Not with 11 games left. Or however many so like, are left. When he's got 11 left to 1,000, you guys are now officially yeah. eliminated from the playoffs. Like, man... It's the fact that, like, Mike Yeo is literally one of the most hated person in hockey right now. Like, straight up. Like, Driving me bonkers, if you, bro. If you look online right now, man, they want him on a port, like, a, uh, what is it, a pitchfork. Like, oh, I'd imagine. Cow, man. But, like, the guy has 11 games shy of 1,000. Uh-huh. So, I mean, like, so now, like, uh, Phil Kessel has a very good shot of passing this record now. Yeah, I said that to Jacob yesterday. I'm mean, almost guaranteed you that Kessel's gonna pass him. Well, you gotta look at the two different organizations. I was just gonna say that. Look what look at what Arizona just did. For Arizona <laughs> Arizona plays the guy for one shift to get his game in. Then he get hops on a flight to go like a charter flight to go back to his uh wife that was having their baby, which was amazing. And then you look at Philly, who just don't give a crap about it. And they're like, Yeah, you know what? Loving games, whatever. We don't care. And I mean they tried to make the reasoning about how like they have young players, blah blah blah, like coming up. But like the defenseman that played last night, they literally signed him on March 29th. Yeah. So I mean, like he literally wasn't even on the team uh, five days ago. So the fact that like you scratched him for that, you literally could have scratched any other f- defenseman in that Philly roster. Yeah, and you know, at the end of the day, like kudos, kudos to Keith Yandel, like. Of course, in classic NHL fashion or NHL media fashion, they're there shoving cameras in his face and microphones oh, asking him how he feels about the whole scenario. And he couldn't have been any more professional at yeah. the end of the day. Oh. You know what I mean? But, like, if I were him, I don't know how he didn't just sound off and just, just lose oh, it. I don't think I could have. Like, I don't think I could have talked to the media at that point. No, and, like, he was, he was so professional and... Yeah. So just like kudos to Yance for the way he handled that whole situation, because I feel like there's quite a few players around the league who uh, wouldn't have been able to handle that scenario uh, as well. No man, I would have I would have lost it. So I mean, good for him, and I mean, the fact that he was able to do a 989 uh, Ironman streak is and very impressive. So yeah, kudos congrats, to Yance. Handle, and I mean, right now he is the whole the record holder. So we'll see if. Uh, Kessel can beat him or not. Yeah, I think Kessel will pass him now. I mean, just like you said, yeah. the organizations are so different. So, Yeah. And then um, talking about Trevor Zegers earlier, he does another Michigan goal, buddy. Around around, around Milano this time. Yeah. I mean, like oh. last time they connect for the uh, Michigan 
or as I like to now call it, the Zegras Pass. Oh, we got yeah. It's it's changing to the Zegras. Yeah, that yeah, and like the the pass is the Zegras. I mean, uh, and then now he goes and pulls this Michigan around Sunny Milano. And, like, I know I just said that, like, Cole Caulfield might just be one of my favorite players in the league, but I can tell you right now, Trevor Zegras is very high up there. Oh. I love this kid. Not only is the guy so skilled with the stick and everything, and he's a great uh, player all around, but, like, this kid has no problem saying what he thinks. And, I mean, it's great for hockey to see um, players kind of, like, speak their mind about some stuff, right? So, I mean, like, so... The other night when they were playing against, uh, was it against Arizona? Jay Beagle's on Arizona, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So there was a little bit of a scrum after the one play, and um, Jay Zeagle just ended up just crushing Troy Terry. Like, did you see Terry's face? What's left of it anyways. Yeah. Like, did you see that picture? Yeah, I did. There's not much left of his face is what I meant there. Buddy, (laughs) it is not... Not pretty. No, not in any means whatsoever. It's so unnecessary, too. Like, it's... Oh, dude, yeah, literally. Like, there was just so... It was unnecessary. Like, Jay Beagle knows better. Man, the guy's a vet. Like He's a vet. Why are you going after a kid? And I mean, like, I believe it was Mike Johnson who was uh, doing the play-by-play on that one. And I know Johnson's an old-school NHLer. But I mean, like he was saying, he's like, yeah, these vets have to teach these young kids a lesson by not opening their mouths and like showing off and showboating. But it's like, it's like where you loved it earlier in the year when these guys, when these kids were like having the entertainment and like they were bringing a new life to the side of hockey. But now you watched a guy physically like basically abused the guy. Like, yeah. Like, it looks like he got the shit beat out of him. And yeah, I mean, like, rough night, couldn't get into the nightclub or something. It looks like a rough night uh, after Phil's. Yeah, man. <laughs> it looks like the whole bar beat you up. He fell down the like, stairs on the way into yeah, Phil's. Literally. He made, yeah, literally. Yeah, he hit every single step. Man, <laughs> but, like, st- but yeah, like, Beagle, Beagle's got a real... Be like, and, like, I liked what Trevor Zeger said, right? Like, he stu- stood up for his teammate afterwards, and he said he's like... He's like, yeah, like, you got to, like, basically a goon went after, like, Troy Terry's a 30-plus goal scorer right now. So, yeah. I mean, like, you got to have to kind of have to put some respect on his name. And, I mean, like, but at the same time is, like, the NHL did that to themselves, right? Where, like, um, by, like, taking away, like, um, the players, um, pro- what's called protecting themselves and, like, patrolling the game themselves, right? So, I mean, like. I don't think the Ducks have any like tough guys. Other they they just trade away Delorier. And this is like this is the un- probably the only one. This is the unfortunate part of where I, uh, hockey is trending, and like the less and less fights is now you're seeing more and more superstars get hurt. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, like fighting, it needs to be in hockey for this exact reason. You think that happens to Troy Terry if there's a fighter watching him all game? No. Not a chance. Not because Jay Beagle's not Beagle's gonna not... do that because he's not. He doesn't want to get his ass kicked by whoever's gonna answer to it. Absolutely. Could you imagine Marty McSorley on Troy Terry's line? And like, Beagle's, I mean, Beagle's not doing that. Anaheim would be a team that's gonna hundred percent have a couple grinding scrappers with the young talent that they have in Anaheim right now. Yeah. So well, they did, but they just traded it away. Yeah, that's true too. And I mean, gets gets laughs done in a year or two, probably. Yeah. And I mean, but like. 
he, that's not your captain's job. He doesn't need to be scrapping. No. So, I mean, like, they had Nick DeLaurier, who was a perfect example for that, who he could play, but he also could fight. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like, now there's no... Um, there's no accountability to these guys. They're doing whatever they want, and they know nobody's coming after them. Mm-hmm. That's and that's so, why we're seeing more and more superstars get hurt in the NHL. Yeah, that's and I mean, like, I'm not saying that there should be like scripted fights or like set up fights. I'm saying like if a guy does something stupid on the ice, and there's a tough guy that wants to go drop the glove, they should have to answer the bell. They absolutely. I couldn't agree more on that. And I mean, like. It's just the NHL literally made sure that that's away, gone away from doing that now. And I mean, yeah, now you're going to have more and more uh, superstars and uh, star players get hurt or beat up. And it's just not looking good right now. Like back in the day, that was part of one of Wayne Gretzky's trade deals. I'm not getting traded unless Marty McSorley comes with me. Yeah, literally. It, it, that was that's that's the cold hard truth because that's how it was back in the day. And that's how it still should be. Like, yeah, hockey's so much faster now, but the hits are ten times harder. Yeah, well, you know guy, what I mean. Like, the guys are the guys are stronger now. They're faster. They're right? stronger. These faster. Guys, these are, exactly. That's like the hits are harder. There's more people being hurt. Well, these the players are more athletic too, right? Like you have like you look at a, a roster now compared to say thirty years ago, yeah. where these guys didn't work out like. They yeah, exactly. Just, they were just played hockey, right? Like they were smoking in between periods. They were drinking, like drinking beers every, like after every game, every day, right? Yeah. So now these, some of these guys don't even drink for the entire season. Yeah, like they had ashtrays built into the stalls at the Montreal Forum. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, it's definitely a different game, but at the same time, it's like these guys are in so much more tip-top shape and athleticism. Yeah. So without a doubt, but, and then we got a couple of milestones to talk about. Uh, Jonathan Taves just played his one uh, thousandth uh, game in the yeah, NHL. Hell of a career so far. Oh yeah, Captain uh, Captain Canada. Yeah. Oh yeah. What a what a player. I mean, and he's stayed in Chicago his whole career. Kudos, uh, kudos for that. Got through their tough times. Won a few cups. Still there through their tough times again now. Well, he'll yeah he'll be a. Um, He'll be a lifer there. I mean, in, into the Hall of Fame for sure. Oh, I like, think I mean, so. He has, he has three cups and uh, he's got some solid numbers too, right? So like he was a, and like, I don't know how many people remember, but like he was one of those, uh, those guys that named, got named captain like right away, right? Like when he was like, young, yeah. barely 19. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. just goes to show the testament of his um, leadership skills. And like what he's done for that organization. Yeah. And let me see. Uh, Austin Matthews last week at his fiftieth uh, of the season on an empty netter. I mean, if I'm on the uh, if I'm on that other team, like I'm saying, screw it. I'm not pulling my goalie because I'm not letting that guy get fifty on an empty <laughs> net. <laughs> I think he would have rather not done it on the empty net and actually was able to like score like a nice goal, right? Yeah, I yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, at the end of the day, kudos, kudos, Matthews to fifty. I mean, I'm interested to see if he gets to sixty. You know I mean, what, he's man? Kind of slowed he's, down a little bit, but there's what eighty. So there's nineteen games left that Toronto has. 
I'll RKO. He'll get 60, I think. Uh, if he scores no, a goal in sorry, half his games. Yeah, so Toronto's played 68 games. Oh, they got 13 left. Uh, yeah, so they got... 14 left. Yeah. 14? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be close. Yeah, so he could do it. Like, he has... Uh, like, he has 51 goals right now. Yeah. So he, he needs to get nine... Like, he needs to get nine goals. Like, I think he can do it. Yeah, I think he can, too. I mean, he's having an unbelievable year. And, I mean, yeah, like, it's he... Yeah, awesome, see? Yeah, like, then, he's projected uh, right now to get 62, so... Okay. Yeah, I, I can see it. 107 and, points is his projection. I mean, that's pretty good. And then, uh, Connor McDavid was the first player to hit uh, 100 points. So, he's currently at 102 points. Yeah, I mean... I think it was for the fifth time in his career he got 100. Man, that's impressive. Yeah, fifth like, time already. Already. Like, think about Okay, so Connor McDavid has been in the league for seven years. Yeah, dude. And he's he uh, has... he's 25. Yeah. And so... he's uh, scored. He's got 100 points five times. And he's 25 yeah. years old, dude. He's in 1997. Okay. And then check this out, too. So the one year, uh, so the, his first year, he had 48 points in 45 games played, and that was his rookie season. Then two years ago in the uh, shortened 2019-2020 season, he had 97 points in 64 games. Oh, so, my I mean, God. <laughs> yeah. Like, so he was three points away from 100, but he only played 64 games. So, I mean. This guy's insane, dude. Insane. Yeah. Out of this world. Like, I'm thinking he has a shot, like, to uh, be able to probably hit his record. Like, his um, the most he's ever gotten is 116 points, and that was in 78 games. How many career points does he have right now? Uh, 676 in 475 games. How many points for that is that per game? Does it say? Um, I can do the math. Uh, 1.42 points per game. What's the uh, record for points? Oh, Gretzky's? Yeah. Like 2,800? Oh, it's 2,800? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Gretzky's, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, it's 20. I was thinking 1,800. It's 2,800. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. No, that's never getting touched. Yeah, <laughs> He has 2,857. I thought it was 1,800 and something. I was just yeah. I was just trying to do quick math. I'm like, so like McDavid maybe played like 1,200 games at that at at that pace. He's averaging about 1,800 points in his career. Yeah, I wouldn't be. He could probably hit two 2,000. He might like he could potentially be the closest, but I don't see anybody touching um, Gretzky's point records. Definitely not his assist records. No. And then, um, like, personally, I think Obi's going to hit um, the gold record. But I know you're a little skeptical on it. You just don't think that he can keep the pace. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing. I think he's just running out of time. I think he's going to come up just short. Yeah, see, it's tough, man, because, like, like, uh, where is he? Ovechkin. He's not... There he is. So he has 42 goals right now. 
And I mean, like, he still has. He's only played 66 games this year. So even if he's, um, what is it? I, I kind of did the math quickly. So, like, he's um, on pace for 51 this year. Yeah. Okay, so, like, if he gets 51, you think he's got four more years. I think he's only got three. Dude, he's only turning, he's, he turns 37, like, yeah, this Yeah, exactly. He'll so be I mean, starting next year 37 years at old. 37. So, then 37, 38, 39, 40. So, yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to produce like this until into like, the 40s, bro. But, okay, so say he gets 51 goals this year, right? That'll be his... that uh, If he gets 50 this year, that'll be his eighth 50-plus goal season. And the fact that with that, he would only have to have for around 27 goals for the next four years. All right, but let's and do I mean, three years. Then he needs 38 per year for the next three. Okay, so look... Okay, so... Alex Ovechkin has only had one 20-plus goal season. He's had four 30-plus goal seasons, three 40-plus goal seasons, seven 50-plus goal seasons, and one 60-plus goal season. But he's not he getting had 65 younger. that year. But, dude, he's already... Like, this year, he has another 40-plus season. So, the fact that he's only... But he slowed one down year, the second half of the year. That doesn't matter. Because he's getting he older. Can, yeah, I know, but like, Paul, you think about it. If he's only playing 66 games and he can put up 42 goals, if he can do that at the beginning and just kind of coast off, like at that point, like he gets his goals, right? Like he look at him this year. He had 30, no problem. Yeah, but like look at how fast the game's getting right now. Ovi's not going to get any faster. Yeah, I know, but he's still smart. Like, And if anything, if anything, the Washington Capitals are in a trending down and not trending up. Yeah, but they're still always a threat to be successful team, right? Like right now, like they have a, they're clearly in a playoff spot, like with that, um, with that last uh, wild card spot. So I mean, like it's not like they're a rebuild right now; like they're in a playoff hunt. Yeah, but like you look so, at I mean, you look at the core of that team; they're getting up there in age. Okay, I don't think I don't I think Backstrom's gonna be there for very much longer. He just hit a thousand. Yeah, but like I know I get what you're saying. It's like these guys are older now, but I mean like now like they're gonna like just think about the resurgence, say like the ducks, for example, right? Like look at the new life that uh Getsy has playing with the younger guys, right? And I mean like Yeah, but oh, they don't have that youth the in greatest goal scorers in the league in the world. Yeah, but they also don't have that yeah, youth no, in Washington. But that's what I'm either. saying. So maybe maybe they do like but they have Connor McMichael who's like twenty years old now. And, like, they have a yeah. couple nice, good, young draft picks that are coming up. And that, like, Hendrick, uh, I forget his last name. It's Hendrick something. Or maybe his last name's Hendrick. But, like, he's, like, 19 years old. He's going to be in the NHL in, like, two years in Washington. So, I mean, like, it's not like they're picking, like, uh, bad picks or anything. Like, they just have a couple guys that are going to be coming up in, like, two years for now, for example. And then... Obi is going to be there just crushing goals. Yeah, so. I don't I don't know. Like I don't think he could I don't like next year he might get 40. There you go. So then the, the And then the year, year after, after that, that, he's probably he getting need to get 27. And then the year after that, like 20. He's probably getting 30. Okay. And then the year after that, he might get 25 and then he's going to retire. There's no way he retires if he's like 
20 goals away from it. There's not a chance. Yeah, because at that at the rate that I'm talking right now, yeah, he's probably only going to score 15 goals in that year that he's freaking 40 years old. So you think he's going to be shy of five goals? No, I think he's going to be like 25, 20 to 25 goals short of his record. And then he's going to look at it and say, I don't think that... Yeah, I don't, I'm not doing the exact math right now in front of me. No, but I'm just saying, I'm, like, I'm if thinking, you do 40, 30, Okay, well, let's go, let's go 37, uh, 28, uh, and then we'll go uh, 22, and then he retires. He still would be within, like, 10 goals. I don't think he's doing it. Oh, I don't think I don't think he's playing for another four years after this year. I think I think he does. I think he's going for, like he and wants if he it, plays, and I want everybody wants him to get it. I think. Oh, I I agree. I, it'd be nice to see him get it. I just don't think that he can. Oh, buddy, I see. That's where I disagree with you. I think he I think he has the drive for it, and I mean he's been healthy. Like if you look at a, if he uh, was thirty four right now, I'd say yes, one hundred percent. But he's gonna be 37 at the start of next year but like if you look at how healthy he has been throughout his career right like the longevity of it right like it's not like he's been burdened with injuries so i mean like he's a pretty healthy player and i mean like he hasn't really had too many injuries like uh for like bones or whatever right so it's like so it hasn't like affected him for like um being like and i mean like it's not like he's missed a step by any means, right? So, like, he's keeping up with these younger players. And, I mean, the fact that he's able to do it at 36 and put up 40, uh, 42 goals right now is pretty impressive. So, it just shows that, like, he definitely has the possibility to do it. No, it is possible. I just don't think he can. Oh man, I hope I really hope I hope we keep this going that long and that we uh we can talk about it when he officially does it. When he retires and he's a few and he's and he's short, you mean? No, when he hits Cuz then it's just going to be it's going to be like, okay, well, I mean, uh is it worth paying this guy the money that he's going to want to be paid if he's only scoring 20 goals a year and <laughs> I get it, but at the same then time Then it's going to be like, like did, did did you expect Philadelphia to healthy scratch Keith Yandel? I did it. Uh, I kind of well, you kind of knew it was gonna be soon, considering and Florida tried to do it, and then every all the backlash. Ovi's not getting first line minutes anymore. He's still gonna be on the power play. Yeah, but he's not getting first line minutes. Instead of getting twenty three to twenty four minutes a game, he might only be getting twelve to thirteen. So you're probably cutting his goal production in half. Oh, I, I doubt he plays twelve to thirteen minutes. Like he's probably gonna end up being a third liner by the time no. in like two or three years. If you're talking about how good the youth is in Washington, there's no reason why. I'm not saying I'm not saying that the youth in Washington is that good. I'm just saying that I don't see him playing third line minutes. Even when he's like 40 years old, you're thinking he's yeah. gonna be on the first line of a. If, if he's on the first line, line of Washington when he's 40, Washington's at the bottom of the league. No. Yes. You don't. You're not giving him enough credit. I don't think he's when I mean, he's forty. I don't think he's gonna be able like what Yager's point production when he was forty years old was not good. Yeah, but Yager also left in his prime for three years. That, but that didn't. Yeah, we. Yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with his point production at the end of his career. Yeah, but if you think like. 
those three years that he missed out, like he could have, he could have easily been close to the gold record, man. If he would have been there, and I mean, like we don't know, like he could have been in a whole different breed, like after those three years, right? And like just continually playing. So I mean, like it's it's the biggest question is like what if, right? So yeah. you can't really f- do too much about that. But I mean, like Ove- Ovechkin's like the closest one to actually being able to hit it right now. So I mean. And the fact that he's producing at 36 years old. Yeah. Just goes to show that he has a shot at it. Like, if, so. if like, Washington was in, like, say, a scenario that Anaheim was in right now with such a good youth, solid goaltending, going to be contending for cups probably in the next two years, I think it'd be more possible. But, like, next year, like, I don't even think Washington makes the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, ten, like, you just never know, right? Like, like look at Montreal, like, last year. Like, we went to the Cup, and then this year we're just garbage. Yeah, but we don't have so. we don't have Carey Price. We don't have Shea yeah, Weber, and our team is riddled true. with injuries all year long. Yeah, that is true. But, like, I don't know. I feel like the Washington goaltending has been okay. Like, it's nothing special but it's solid oh yeah no no i agree yeah but like i also feel like washington hasn't had good goaltending since uh like holby was in his prime yeah that's true and then um so moving on just because i feel like we've been <laughs> we had a whole segment about Ovi. <laughs> <laughs> um the colorado avalanche are the first team to hit 100 points yeah i mean they're having a, just an unbelievable season yeah, right now they're only two points ahead of Florida for the uh, President's Trophy. So we'll see how that ends up. I mean, like, Florida is on a roll right now. And I mean... Um, yeah, they're the first team in the NHL so to clinch a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it, man. The fact that they've already clinched the spot just goes to show how... Uh... But it's even crazier, the fact that Toronto and Tampa and Boston are, like, re- pretty close to them. In terms of points, but I mean, like, like all th- four of those or three of those teams are just interchangeable on spots right now, right? Yeah, they're going all over the place, those other teams in that division. Like, that at whole Atlantic division is just nuts. I mean, we can just kind of lead right into our NHL hot teams, I guess, right now. And, like, because, yeah. like, we'll talk about how hot the Toronto Maple Leafs have been. Like, they've last week, they won all, they won four in a row now. I mean, they're currently tied with Tampa Bay for for second in the Atlantic. And, I mean, when we talked about this team last weekend, they were in a wild card position. Yep. So, like, if they could keep buzzing the way they're buzzing, I mean, yeah, like, I already I don't like their odds against Tampa I don't, or even um, Boston in the first round. But oh, I feel yeah. like oh, the, I feel like the home ice is going to go a long way for that team. Yeah, but the thing is, man, like, that team's good, but, like, like you said, like, Tampa and Boston are just a different breed. I think, like, I'm like in my opinion, I think Toronto's best opportunity of getting out of the first round is if they uh, get that first wild card spot. Yeah, and upset Florida, because, like... Or play I, Carolina. Uh, Well, no, wouldn't they be playing... Oh, yeah, they would play Carolina. So, yeah, I don't think they could have, beat Florida either. Yeah, Florida's a 
tank right now. So I think I mean, the only opportunity Toronto has Carolina. is Carolina. And, I mean, that's even a stretch. Yeah, and then they would play the winner of the uh, New York-Pittsburgh series, correct? Yep. So, yeah, that honestly, that would probably be their best bet to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, for sure. Yeah, I think so. Like, I don't think they're getting out of the first round after playing anyone in, in their own division. Because that Atlantic yeah. division is just so strong right now. Oh, yeah. Well, the, those top four teams, right? Like, the only thing that might bite Florida is playoff experience, but... Yeah, but they they brought in some guys like Claude Giroux, Grabowski, mm-hmm. um, who else is there? I mean, Sherratt was there for the cup run with the Habs last year. Yeah, Sherratt's a huge veteran defenseman now. So, I mean, like, it's not like they have, um, like, a young team. Like, they have a younger team, but, I mean, like, it's not, like, crazy young. Like, I feel like they're mostly mainly, like, mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Patrick Hornfist has some playoff experience. Um Trying to think who else. Joe Thorne. Yeah. Oh, 100%, dude. Yeah. Um, Brandon Montour. Yeah. I think he had a couple of deep play runs. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, it's not like they're lacking in experience. They just haven't been there recently. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's, they, that's where I'm more. And yeah, no deep going. playoff runs or anything. But, like, yeah, they definitely have, uh, they're definitely a threat to, uh, just make a deep playoff run, so it'll, you think, be uh, fun, it'll be fun to watch. You think Kodak Black's going to go to the playoff games? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> now, <laughs> now that's some entertainment. Probably not allowed back in the arena. He, yeah, he's probably banned from the arena. <laughs> that's hilarious. I forgot about that for a quick second. Oh, but, man. Uh, moving over to the West, another Canadian team, the Edmonton Oilers. They're seven uh, two and one in their last ten, and they've won uh, their last three. So they're uh, currently third in the Pacific, and um, they're only uh, three points behind LA, six points behind Calgary, and three points up on Vegas, who is currently not in a playoff spot. So Edmonton has that third playoff spot in the Pacific. So the uh, they definitely need to uh, keep the role uh, the rolls spinning because they're. Um, because if they start slacking, Vegas could, te- could definitely take an opportunity to uh, pass them. Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, just like we were saying earlier, like it's almost like every single division, the races are just so tight, like real tight. So yeah, I just don't know if um, if the Edmonton Oilers have the goaltending to make a playoff run. Yeah, I know that's going to be the big issue there. No goaltending. So send Gibby to Edmonton. Oh my gosh, that would be <laughs> powerhouse. <laughs> but so now uh, talking with the cold teams, the uh, your boys, Polly, the Pittsburgh Penguins, wah, are, wah. Uh, <laughs> five, four, and one in their last ten. They are currently third in the Metro, and um, so they they look pretty safe. Be um, ahead of uh, Washington, so I don't think they're too concerned about that. But yeah, they're definitely um, losing some steam behind uh, Carolina. Yeah, I mean it's not the time to be uh, shit in the bed. Like, wake up! Yeah. Come on, you're making me look bad. Give your head a shake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, pop it, pop it over to the western side. We got the uh, Calgary Flames are struggling. 
I mean, uh, they're four two and two in their last ten. They've lost three in a row now. I mean, they're still sitting first in the Pacific Division, but the LA Kings are chasing. They're only three points up on them, and I mean, if Edmonton keeps rolling, they they might catch them too because they're only six points up on Edmonton. Yeah, like think about like so they have a game in in hand against Edmonton, but like that's only two points potentially, right? So like the fact that they're only six points ahead of uh, Calgary, and if or sorry, ahead of Edmonton, and if the Oilers keep like rolling like they are, like they're on a three game winning streak, so I mean like they could easily catch Calgary, no problem. Oh, I think so, dude. So like that Pacific uh, division is not safe at all. No, no, because like they're like you said, like Vegas is right there. Yeah, and like if they and start, like, they start winning games. Here we go. They're now they're up in the conversation, and now there's well, all of them. You look at Vegas. If uh, Vegas ends up getting a playoff spot, and then those guys come back from LTIR. Oh my god, dude! They are a wagon. Cup bro, contenders. A wagon. Cup, cup yeah, contenders. instant cup contenders. Instant. Which is crazy to think. They just gotta make the playoffs. Yeah. If they make the playoffs, look out. Make oh, the, yeah. dude, it'll be wild. Yeah. So. The um for those that didn't know the OHL Cup was uh this week uh past week from Thursday and the f- finals are tomorrow night. So uh the OHL Cup is the um year-end tournament for all the best um U16 formerly known as the minor midget tournament. Yep. Um and yeah, so right now we're going to do a quick recap. Um one of our buddies was actually there at the OHL Cup doing um, some recon and whatnot. So we're hoping to have him um, on possibly next week to kind of give us a breakdown of how it was and how the tournament was run. Unfortunately, he was kind of uh, wasn't feeling um, the best today, so we couldn't get him on for this episode. But um, yeah, we're just gonna do a quick breakdown of the semifinals and um, who are in the finals tomorrow. So uh, the Mississauga Senators beat the Markham Majors in the first semifinal, and the Toronto Junior Canadians beat the Quint Red Devils in the second one to uh, set up a matchup for tomorrow night. Yeah, it looks like the uh, the finals are going to be between the Mississauga Senators and the uh, Toronto Junior Canadians, which is going to actually be a little highlight game. I mean, the two uh, two top prospects by the looks of things right now going into the uh, OHL draft this year going to be uh, facing off against each other we got Malcolm Spence playing for the uh, Mississauga Senators and we have uh, Michael Haggy or Hag I'm sorry if I mispronounced your last name brother I think it's Hag but uh, yeah he's playing for the uh, Toronto Junior Canadians so uh, best of luck to uh, to the two of uh, to the two of you guys and uh, all players on both of those teams and uh, good luck to you guys in the uh, draft coming up as well yeah, we kind of uh, gave a little, uh, kind of pre- little prediction, eh? Like uh, our one post was th- those two players specifically. Yeah. In the uh, in the <laughs> OHL Cup like uh, post, so I mean the fact that those two guys were in end up their teams ended up in the finals against each other is kind of hilarious. We're just geniuses over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but That's we want to so wish uh, we want to wish both those teams. Uh, um, good luck and uh, congratulations because it's not an easy task to make it to the OHL Cup final. No, like you got to qualify for that tournament and then battle it out in yeah. a very tough tournament with uh, some of the best teams in, uh, in, in, the, in the province. So, Absolutely. 
And then, uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess we can kind of get into our uh, fantasy waiver wire ads here. I mean, we got, uh, in our league anyway, we got the playoffs coming up this week. Uh, I mean, I'm not too sure if that's standard across most leagues, but I mean, if you're looking to add some players, we've got you covered. So uh, first ad, I mean, I added them right after the trade deadline and I dropped them again and now I kind of regret it, but uh, (laughs) Ricard Raquel. Uh, winger, plays left wing and right wing for the Pittsburgh Penguins, only rostered in 24% of leagues. Uh, he's got five points in his last uh, four games, one power play point, 12 shots on goal, five hits, and six blocks in that span. So he's kind of giving you everything you want for uh, for a fantasy player. And he's now playing on the second line with Evgeny uh, Malkin and Jeff Carter. So, I mean, that's a great line, great line mates to be playing. I was going to say, those are some two uh, two guys that are um, perfect to play with, eh? Like, no yeah. slouches by any means. No, not whatsoever. I mean, both, just like you said, fantastic hockey players. So, I mean, you're going to get gain some points playing with those two guys. And we've got... Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, you want to do this guy, Trevor? Yeah, I'll, I got him. Um, so, the next player is uh, Anton Lundell from uh, a center for uh, Florida Panthers. He's 20% rostered. And uh, he's returning from injury and scored in his first game back. And he has the best plus minus among rookies at plus 31. So, yeah, if you have um, if you have a points or what is it, categories uh, scoring uh, fantasy league, you definitely want him for your plus minus. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's, he's available of 80% of the league. So, I mean, if, uh, if that's a stat that you're struggling in and uh, you're going to need it come playoff time, maybe... Uh, Go over and take a look-see at him. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we got a defenseman now from the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. He is rostered at 58% of league, so he may not be available in your league, but he may be, so go take a look. Uh, Jacob Slavin from uh, Carolina. He's got six assists, and he's a plus eight in his last seven games, and he's playing on the top even strength power play line and the second power play line. So he's getting points on uh, both of those, uh, both of those stats for you anyway. Yeah, he's definitely not available in our league, that's for sure. No, our league's too deep for that. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys he gets picked up like in the first like five rounds of the draft. Yeah, none of actually none of these guys are available in our league. Actually, uh the next guy is available in the league if you want to talk about him. Kyle Peterson. Yeah. He like he's a good goalie, but I mean like he doesn't get as many starts because of quick still. Yeah, but with that being said, He's uh, started six of the uh, LA's last nine games. Yeah, I mean, like, he's definitely the future of that organization. So, I mean, like, you're better off to give him um, as many games as he can, especially they are making a deep playoff push. So, I mean, like, so if he could be a big reason for that, why not ride with him? I mean, he's got 20 wins this year and three shutouts. Yeah. Like, he's having a uh, having a great year this year, I think. No, oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, definitely uh, go, uh, like, most leagues, I believe, are starting in playoffs next year for fantasy So I mean, or next week. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, if you need a couple more push or especially today before the game start, um, some of these players are definitely um, a good uh, choice to be made. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely worth picking up anyways. And this weekend uh, is finally um, – Finishing up the 2022 University Cup for U Sports uh, men's hockey. Um, so our uh, two of our guests, um, Connor Hall and Jason Wilms, 
were on the UNB Reds. So, and unfortunately, they lost their game on uh, March 31st, or sorry, April 1st to uh, Ryerson. And yeah, then, uh, big upset which, there. Big upset. And, like, both of us were watching that game um, when it was going on. And, I mean, like, they didn't play horrible from what I watched, but, like, they just couldn't catch a break. No, man, not whatsoever. I mean, just a, I mean, sometimes that's what, uh, unfortunately, that's hockey. And, I mean... Congrats to Ryerson. I mean, they played fantastic. They looked yeah. they looked really good against UMB, and I mean, tough break for those fellas over in U at UMB. I mean, we know how hungry they were for this uh, for this championship. But uh, heads down, fellas, and uh, let's get ready for next year. Yeah, next year uh, it sounds like most of the, most of their team should be back for next year. So I mean, um, they definitely have a star powered uh, roster, and I mean, like just getting knocked out in the quarterfinals of the um university cup is obviously heartbreaking but i mean like it just drives you for next year right? exactly like, just knowing how good of a team they had so, yeah i mean like they weren't ranked in uh number one for majority of the season for nothing so i mean mm-hmm. so hopefully uh they uh regroup for next year and just uh need, just wanted even more now so uh just good luck and unfortunately yeah just tough loss for them and um we're thinking of you boys but yeah just <laughs> go uh go harder for next year boys yeah use it use it for the termination hopefully oh, yeah. hopefully the coach there doesn't make you guys do too many bag skates when you get home <laughs> yeah yeah let's hope not <laughs> <laughs> but uh so uh going to the first uh semifinals the university of alberta uh beat the saint fx uh seven to three and in the other semifinals uh uqtr um, defeated Ryerson seven to two. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So the finals um, are at seven thirty tonight, I believe their time. Yeah, probably Atlantic time. So it would be uh, six thirty hour time. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. ahead. Eight thirty. Yeah, they're in. A, yeah, they're an hour ahead in uh, Nova Scotia. So yeah. Oh, so, so the uni- Yeah. So six thirty hour time, seven thirty their time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, best of luck to uh, those two squads performing in uh, performing in that game. And uh, yeah, there's our uh, U Sports hockey recap. Now going on to the uh, CHL, the Kia CHL top ten rankings. Uh, this week we're gonna do it a little bit different. I'm just gonna go over what uh, Kia's top ten, and then I'm gonna talk a little bit of points, maybe see where they hit or miss. And then, um, yeah, we'll have a little bit of discussion and then uh, go from there. Yeah, sounds good to me, bro. Yeah. So at number one, the Winnipeg Ice. What? Number two. Yeah. What? I'll, I'll, I'll go through it. I'll what? go through it. I've, been, I've just been so used to hearing Edmonton Oil Kings. Sorry. Yeah, dude. Trust <laughs> me. Yeah. You're, gonna, you're in for a shock coming. <laughs> so what? number one, Winnipeg Ice. Number two, Hamilton Bulldogs. Number three, Edmonton Oil Kings. Number four, Everett Silvertips. Number five, Charlottetown Islanders. Number six, Sherbrooke Phoenix. Number seven, Kamloops Blazers. Number eight, Quebec Ramparts. Number nine, Windsor Spitfires. Number 10, North Bay Battalion. And honorable mentions go to Acadie Bathurst Titan, St. John Sea Dogs, and the Portland Winterhawks. Top three stay. Top three stay, They're but that's a huge Edmonton. 
going down, dropping to three, down to three. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, and like, so Winnipeg is on a ten, um, whoa, ten zero and zero in their past ten, and they're on a fifteen zero and one and one streak. That's nuts. so. Yeah, so like right there, and then you have Hamilton in second with an eight one and one in their past ten, leading the OHL with ninety five points. Yeah, that's a good squad. So both, yeah. So Winnipeg is taking back their charge um, into the uh, West, and then uh, Edmonton have let Winnipeg pass them, and now they're eight points behind Winnipeg. Holy, yeah, yeah. So like that's a huge, huge. But like right they're now. not even playing that bad in their last ten no, games. No, they're, so. like, they're, yeah, they're two and zero. Oh. Yeah. So they're not playing horrible. It's just Winnipeg is just playing better. That much better. Yeah. And then Everett, Charlottetown, and Sherbrooke are kind of staying around like what they were last week. Yeah, just hanging so, around. Yeah, not bad. And I mean, like, but you got like Quebec and Windsor, who are uh, definitely um, making a push to get up to like five, six, seven area. Yeah, I was so, gonna like, say this is the first time we've talked about Windsor, no? Yeah, Windsor's on a nine-game winning streak right now. <laughs> They're leading the Western Conference. I was gonna so, say I mean, yeah like, when I was looking at the standings there. I think on Friday. Yeah, Windsor kind of came not out of nowhere, but like the nobody was expecting them to like bypass like London and Flint and the Rangers um, should make the playoffs so, though, yeah. Yeah, the Rangers, I believe the Rangers were playing tonight. Um I believe their second last game. Yeah, and then their last home game of the year's Friday. Okay, so yeah, there we go. Like so the Rangers, I believe they're in 7th place right now. Yeah. In the uh Western Conference. So Kitchener Rangers, they should make the playoffs. Um, there's two spots left between Kitchener and Erie, and they have three. Sp- they're three points up on uh, Erie and four points up on Sarnia. So and they play Sarnia on Friday night, I believe, bro. Yeah, and I want to say that they played uh, Erie today. Yeah, they um, did. They played Erie t- yesterday and today. They had a full weekend this weekend. So they won um, yesterday. So it looks like uh, Erie won six two today. Oh my god! So they but split like, it. But they're still three points up, so like that doesn't even like. Yeah, it's not okay. even a, that big of a deal, right? Like it's yeah, like win yesterday they, was huge, then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The win yesterday was insane. So I mean, like, yeah. So Kitchener has. Um. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Whoops. So Kitchener has about yeah. They play Sarnia on Friday, then they play uh, Owen Sound, Erie, London, Guelph, and Owen Sound again. Oh, okay, so they they end the year off on a road trip. Yeah, they have a five game, five game road trip. Oh, okay. but they like look at this schedule, man. So from Friday, so Friday, April eighth to the following Sunday, so April seventeenth, they have six games in that span. Six games in a nine day span. Yeah. So what? Yeah. So they play the eighth, the ninth, the eleventh, the thirteenth, the fifteenth, and the sixteenth. That's nuts. Yeah, holy cow. Eat your veggies, fellas. Let's go. Oh, buddy. And they're, and they're on, the, on road, the bus. And they're on the road for that that whole week. Yeah, well, they got a pretty top-of-the-line bus over there anyway, so they'll get yeah, their they naps do, in. And like, yeah, and they'll probably, they probably stay in probably top-of-the-line uh, hotels anyways. So, I mean, mm-hmm. so. You would think, but, anyway. Yeah, the, but uh, that's kind of your CHL update quickly today. Um we're a little biased because we're Kitchener Rangers fans, but that's why we're talking about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those are our boys. We watched them uh, since we were kids, them man. Growing up, man. Yeah. yeah, literally, like 
Always. Dude, I was in a, I was like, uh, what's it called? I was like 10 or 11 when, um, well, yeah, I would have been 11 when uh, Kitchener won the Mem Cup. I was going to say, I can remember wearing my Kitchener Ranger jersey to school. To school, literally. When they won the deal. day after they won the Mem Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. That was, good like, times that was, bro. Oh, good times, baby. Imagine imagine if we if we got to watch him win the Mem Cup at this age, though. That was still sweet, dude. Like, I think it'd be way better to watch it now that we're like yeah. adults. Think about the party. Oh boy, that's gonna be <laughs> that would be a good time. Um, I was actually gonna text you, man. Like, so I was kind of like organizing some stuff yesterday, and uh, I was looking at the pucks that I have for like the OHL teams and stuff. Yeah. And what would be a sick thing for us to do next year is to uh, do like go to every single uh, OHL game. To like a different like, like a different year, rink all year. Yeah. So yeah, like that'd be have, sick. Yeah, like plan it out and stuff like that when like we're available because we got a whole season, but like Yeah. No, that'd be that'd that. be cool. Or like do it over the next two years or something. Yeah. Try to exactly. get to every so, every every rink, start collecting every pucks. Rink. Yeah, or so, yeah, even like take pictures outside of the arena or whatever. Oh yeah. No, that's a good idea. I like it. I mean yeah. I I love going to different rinks and I mean like there's so much history, especially across the OHL. Well, yeah, like I've been, so I've been, t- technically I've been to four because, so to watch games, I've been to Kitchener, Guelph, and London. Yeah, and that's then, the three I've been to for games. Yeah, and then I've been inside the Hershey Center. I think um, I went to the, yeah, I've played, I've played in the Hershey Center. Yeah, I've been in the Hershey Center, like around like soccer tournaments and whatnot, so I've been to the arena, but I've never like watched the OHL game. Like I guess like I've probably played in quite a few of these rinks, but I've never like watched a game in them. Yeah. So you know, I definitely think it would be cool to go do that, right? Yeah, oh, I agree. So. Yeah. But but yeah, I think other than that, I think that's I pretty really much it any... for this week, eh? Yeah, I don't have much anything else. Um You got any plans for this week, bro? The uh actually, big thing, the uh Little Frogs dodgeball team. We won yeah. both of our playoff yeah. games last week. I was hoping you were going to say that. Back let's in the wind go, home, baby. baby. Little Frogs, let's go. So, yeah, so Thursday night we have our consolation fri- um, playoff final or some whatever you want to call it. So, what do you get for winning that? Um, A medal? Nothing. Nothing, oh. just recognition. Woo! Reagan rights, I guess. Yeah, third place winners. Let's go. That's sick, though. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, I know. It's it, almost it was... done then, yeah? Yeah, so uh, next week's the last one. Okay. You got softball going this summer? Uh, Yeah, we actually, uh, Bad Company, have a tournament on uh, Good Friday, April 15th. We have our first tournament. Oh, in, there you uh, go. In Slow Pitch City in Dorchester. Oh, that is a location, buddy. Yeah. What have you been I, out there? Yeah, Slow Pitch City's sick. Yeah, I've never been. I just know. Like, I've heard about it and stuff. So this is my first time playing there. Oh, but, dude, uh, get yeah, ready have, to like, get what, drunk. Eight diamonds. Oh, <laughs> like there's like three or four bars in there. Like it's just insanity, dude. That's sweet, dude. It's the spot. Oh. It's the spot. I, my buddy plays, so I go out. I'll go out watch him sometimes. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna. Um. So this year we're we're gonna try and start up a a few more tournaments than usually. Cause like last year we only got into one. Yeah. Oh, so. but why not, dude? It's a good time, man. Yeah, man, and it's only a one-day tournament. This, uh, this one, so yeah, it's I guess not, not too, too much, like too much crazy commitment or nothing, like. Yeah, exactly. So, it's yeah, it should be a good time, and I mean, hopefully the weather holds off and it's not yeah. too cold. Yeah, that's right. 
couple drinks will keep you warm. <laughs> yeah, always. How about you, man? Any plans? Uh, no, not that I can think of. I mean, uh, the Masters. Yeah, Masters next weekend. I and I'm about, uh, uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm going walleye fishing next weekend, too. Oh, that would be a blast. Where are you guys going? Uh, Down to Lake St. Clair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Detroit say River. Hi my, say hi to my cousin for you. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. me. He's yeah, uh, he's at Saint he's at uh, Saint Clair College. Okay, yeah, yeah my little brother Did you meet went him? there. You met him, Connor. I believe I have, yeah. Briefly, I know for sure. Briefly, on, oh wait, uh, was he over at Christmas time? Boxing, yeah, Boxing Day. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I met him, yeah. Yeah, so he's there for the paramedic program. Okay, nice. Yeah, I've never gone walleye fishing, so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, anyways, It'll buddy, be fun. it's delicious. Like, oh, I know it's good. I just never caught them myself. Yeah, I. Uh, I got the chance to catch some uh, when we were up at uh, White Lake. Oh, nice. Near, uh, a little bit by, like, just past, like, Wawa and all that yeah. area. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's, man, they're beautiful fish. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're nice to look at, too. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm excited for baseball. Watch them open in day. But, I mean, I love the Masters. Watch the Par 3 contest. Yeah. Is, uh, is Charlie in that? Charlie Woods? I don't know. And the amateur? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I think he was just there with his dad last week. Heck, but. man, he could he could compete in the uh, with the big boys. Well, even uh, Daly's little guy, he is a Dude, tank, John little Daly John, little John. He doesn't like that anymore. But I'm gonna keep calling him little John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, little John Daly, man. He's he's gonna be a stud in the uh, golf world in a couple years. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he's actually really competitive too. Like he just yeah. he's he just doesn't get all like the the rep because he's John Daly's dad. Like it it definitely helps. But yeah. he's also he he's also gets the credit because of his uh, his golf game's pretty good too. Oh yeah, so. no, that's awesome, dude. But yeah, hope you have a great week this week, Trevi. Yeah, you too, brother. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, me too. We hope all the uh, fans have a fantastic week as uh, at home as well. And uh, if you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to uh, like and subscribe to however uh, however you listen to us, and be sure to follow us on Instagram. Be sure to go and check out the giveaway we got going on. And uh, be sure to follow uh, Shaped by Sports on Instagram as well. So, yeah, like I just said, hope everybody has a fantastic week this week. And uh, we will talk to you next time, hockey fans. See ya. Cheers, friends. Cheers.